This episode is brought to you by Zeratex Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratex Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. You can find them at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Hey guys. Today I sat down and talked to Nikki Lesprince. Nikki is the owner of Encompass Therapeutic Massage. Uh, so she has her massage business. She also is starting up a massage school where she will, with other teachers, train uh, and teach new massage therapists. Uh, so it was fun to hear about where that world came from, where that's taken her, uh, and about taking the leap into starting this massage school as well. So I really enjoyed this one. I hope you guys do as well. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. So you, you said you were thinking like a while back that you'd love to do a podcast? Yeah, I a few years ago, I think it came into my like psyche of like, dream job yeah <laughs> get, get together with um people who love health and wellness and just um like exploring like mental capacity and just all that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. sit down with them and get dif different people's views okay think, like natural healing is um really popular right now and i think people get stuck in like i need to do a million things if i need to feel good and right. it's like there's a million options just choose a few yeah i don't have to do all of it right okay so that's part of, yeah, that's part of my big dream. Another part is building a wellness studio up here in Calumet mm -hmm. and then doing like my school and my massage business and then the podcast or whatever I end up doing out of there. Right. Right. And for me, the, uh, let's just roll. Is this? Yeah, good? this is oh, good. Okay. Um, for me, the podcast is really, well, many things. It's a challenge, but I just, it's so fun to just pick people's brains. Like what makes mm -hmm. you tick, whatever else, but just be able to have conversations, like shut your phone off and go yes. and, and uh, just un unbelievable. Absolutely. And actually I think part of the reason I would love to have a podcast at some point too, is just because I have so many amazing conversations in massages yeah. in, in, with my clients. And like half the time I wish I could just like record it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously you can't, but it would it, like, we have so many like hard opening conversations and just like conversations that like pull you closer together as people yeah. um that and you see i think even like after covid and stuff i think you see like we're all more interconnected than you would think mm -hmm. and like we're all more gray than versus just like black and white and you get there's some of that bonding and stuff that way so i think just even that side of it is really cool yeah right they gave me the mental image if you did record it like you're massaging <laughs> you just get some grunts nothing for five minutes you know like <laughs> She's working through something yeah. right now. We're just going to let it roll. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So uh, we, we're, we're going to jump around and we can do yeah, that. Definitely. Right? Yeah, definitely. Um, but I'm thinking you, you said that you have a lot of cool conversations in massages, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it seems like there's a common theme of people who are really passionate about something or, or that really enjoy what they do. Eventually, it's all about the people. Like first you got into, I'm just curious for you, you mm -hmm. got into massage. Initially, it was a something to do, uh, something to challenge yourself with. You probably enjoyed the side of massage, but it eventually turned into where like the, the people interactions, what sustains you. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think um, like I love to help people. So then getting like knowing their story. I love a challenge and I love to help people. And so then when people come into my room and they're like, I've been dealing with XYZ pain for whatever, for however long I've tried these things, it's like, okay, let me help you with that challenge. So it's more about that person and what they're going through and I can get attached to their story and working through them with that. Um, so kind of like what you're saying, right. Is like, you get attached to that person in their story. And Mm -hmm. then I think just seeing how people are and like, I was kind of mentioning a little bit ago, like you see where they are and where they've come from and how you can connect with that person too. Mm -hmm. And then I, for me, it's become much more into like a service versus how is it going to serve me? It's become service to the community too. So maybe that point, um, where I want to be able to serve as many people as I can, of course, with keeping balance in life, with home life and work, but yeah no and and again we'll we'll keep jumping around and we're gonna fast forward and rewind whatever else so but you started in massage eventually now you have a school that you're starting right yeah so i um started massage school in 2013 in minneapolis and at that point it was kind of funny because i started massage school and i was like i don't want to hurt anybody i just want to be nice gentle relaxing and then they taught us what's called trigger point therapy and it was just like opened my whole world to like this is what i want to do so basically trigger point therapy i treat people's chronic pain and there's trigger points all throughout the body in certain areas that this woman had like mapped out and tested Mm -hmm. and those trigger points refer pain to other areas of the body and so when we release those you can release people's chronic pain Hmm. and so i flip-flop from where i started where i thought i wanted to do massage school to where i ended up and i love working on people's chronic pain um went into working for somebody's business i loved it i never thought i wanted to open my own thing but just through some things where I didn't feel like I was taken care of as an employee, um, I decided, you know what, I know what I know. I feel like I'm doing well with this. I'm just going to open my own business. Um, so was still in Minneapolis, moved up here six months later and opened up in Calumet, actually in the same space that I am now, mm-hmm. five years ago. And up here, I have noticed um, there's a lot of amazing massage therapists. But in my experience, it doesn't seem like there's a ton of massage therapists that really know the chronic pain super well okay. and how to help people with that. And if like somebody comes in like, okay, I have knee pain, they n- might not necessarily have the tools to be like, I know exactly what's going on. I can, you know, like I can really look at that and be like, yes, I know what could be going on. Let's treat it. We're going to start here. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, we're going to wrap around here, looking at the body like a 3D dimensional human instead of being like, let's just work on you where your pain is. Um, so I started to notice that, like I said, in my experience, um, I didn't see a ton of people that knew that. And a lot of people know myofascial and that's a great, also a great, um, therapy that goes hand in hand with trigger point. And so I started to hire and teach, um, therapists. And then that was just getting frustrating. And at one point I just all of a sudden had this, like, I don't know if you want to call it a download or God talking to me, but I was like, I need to start a massage school. (laughs) (laughs) And so then it's just kind of this whole thing that just evolves in life, right? Like it just takes you from one step to the next. I never even thought I'd start my own business. And now I'm starting a massage school. Like, yeah, what? (laughs) Right. So that's starting in September, um, in the same space that I'm in now. Yeah. So many areas. I mean, you, you talked about a lot of things, so yeah. it, it so many questions that I'm trying to <laughs> rein it all in. But so the start of it, what initially got you into massage? I wanted to help people, but I didn't want to be a nurse. Okay. Um, so I originally actually started in physical therapy assistant school at Finlandia oh, yeah. and I thought I would love it. And I just was not grooving on it. Yeah. Um, and at the time my now husband, Matt 
was just like, you've always talked about massage. Why don't you just move to Minneapolis where I'm living, find a massage school and do massage? And I was like, oh, I always talk about it. It was like one of those moments where you're like, oh, I didn't even realize. Right. And so I did that. I looked into massage schools, applied and, and started. And once I started massage school, it just was like, yep, this is where I'm supposed to be. Huh. So it was just kind of a cool thing where PTA school didn't feel right. And then as soon as I started massage, it's like, yep, this is it. Yeah. Funny how... Uh, and again, actually, I want to tie this into your school thing. I want to ask a follow-up question about your school thing is, um, <clears throat> it seems like it's a common trend through a lot of these podcasts where a single moment, somebody tells you something like Matt telling you, Hey, why don't you do this? That changed the trajectory of your life. But also, I mean, many, many, like life is full of many single moments, right? A thousand but, percent. Yeah. But, but I'm curious about you and the school and what that moment was like, because you said it was God talking to you or a download or what, like, what was that? Yeah, that was insane. Um, so previous to that, we'll back up a little bit. Previous to that, I had, well, we'll, a little funny thing is when we were in massage school, I very clearly have this memory of one of our teachers being like, whatever you do, don't start a massage school. <laughs> <laughs> so of course I was one to hear it and like, hang on to that. Right. Yeah. Well then, um, once I moved up here, I was like, it'd be really cool to start a massage school up here with the heavy focus on this trigger point therapy that I do. But I'll save that for when I'm like 40 or 50 mm -hmm. retirement whatever. I have five kids. I don't need to put more on my plate right now. But then one day after being frustrated with trying to train one of my therapists who hadn't been taught some of the, just like the very basic necessity skills. And she wasn't trained in the copper country, but mm -hmm. just like I was just getting very frustrated. And then I kind of went through that. And I think it was a few days later, I was in a massage and I heard this voice and it might sound, this might sound a little crazy, but mm -hmm. I like literally almost felt like I heard God talking to me and like, he was like, you're going to open a massage school. Hmm mind you i had twin babies that were three months old at this point mm -hmm. so it was in september of 2020 and my twins were little and i literally looked at the ceiling like the, the, this is why i know it was like so kind of cool right like i literally looked at the ceiling i'm like you're insane mm -hmm. <laughs> and i just heard this voice of like no i got you you'll be fine yeah. yeah i got you like and so since then everything has just like clicked 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 i like starting massage school probably sounds super daunting or any school, right? But it's just been this process of like ease and everything just flowing exactly how it's supposed to go. Hmm. And people coming to me who want to, who want this training. And right now we have eight students and it's just been like really fun and easy. Of course there's work, but I also feel like this is God's thing, not necessarily my ego of wanting okay. this. It's more of like, this has been handed me for handed to me for me to carry out. And so if it's meant to work, it'll work. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, that's okay too, because it's not my ego being like, I need to do this. Right. You know, so it's been like a really incredible process of just watching that whole thing play out. Hmm. Um, and so now, and then also I knew all along, I didn't want to do it all myself. So I brought on two teachers. So I'm not teaching the entire school. Um, so like in the fall semester, I'll teach one four hour class a week. Yeah. So it's just been really fun to just watch it take its own path and course and. Hmm see where it goes right right um so but part of what i'm curious about with that is mm -hmm. to me i'm just again I, i'm like i think i frequently will portray like me my personality onto somebody else because you're telling your story and i'm thinking about what i would be doing in a similar mm -hmm. situation or, mm -hmm. or how that relates to me and maybe that's people how everybody reviews life I, I would i'm not think sure so, right? yeah. but i guess what i'm curious about is like i go through a thing where if i'm not continually like changing adapting improving i eventually get to the point where i'm struggling inside 
like bored uh, with it bored and like just not fulfilled okay okay so like if i get into something and I, I, like i'm most alive i'm most thriving when i'm learning something new when i'm when i'm challenging mm-hmm. myself and i'm on the edge of here's what i know and here's what i don't know and i'm right in that perfect middle zone of, mm-hmm. of pushing that and pushing that and getting better and better once i get to the point where i feel like not mastered it but like say you've got 95 percent of it down you right. continue to learn forever but at that point you got 95 percent of it down i struggle being in that zone okay uh it forces me to and i, and I even struggle with the fact that i struggle with it but it forces <laughs> me to seek that next next challenge right mm-hmm. and that, to me that ties back into what this podcast is like every like it's mm-hmm. a, the obsessed podcast right and for mule deer hunting it's like hey how can i take this to the next level it's always anything you're doing how can you take it to the next level because that's where you're most engaged definitely and then you're like in that learning stage right, right. of like always you listen to other podcasts growth podcasts yeah. books whatever it's like how can you continually get to that next level so it's mm-hmm. probably just when you're in that mindset it's probably just partially just what you're kind of going for sure and i can see that too like with my massage business it's kind of running itself at this point right, right. we have our systems down we have an amazing receptionist like it's kind of running itself so and it's like mm-hmm. what's next right what's next and i in my head i have this idea of where i want to go and maybe that's you too and right. but it also feel good feels good that i don't have to push myself to those new ideas until this thing is mastered sure yeah do, do you feel that at all yeah um yeah like new things that maybe you want to try in the future and you're like, okay, well I'm going to do this podcast right now. And until I feel comfy there, maybe I'll, then I'll try X yep, or maybe they'll sure. make it bigger or right. I don't know. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Growth within the podcast, growth within myself, things that I want to try out that I'm putting on pause right now. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's just your uh, intuition being like, Hey, you're starting to just get comfy <clears throat> in this, like, um, I don't know, the stable position right. It's time to start growing. Yeah. But the part I struggle, I, I told you I struggle with mm-hmm. being in that position, but I also struggle with the fact that I struggle because got three little ones at home. Right. right? And, and you get in this safe and secure thing. And it's like, why don't you just do that for 40 years? Cause that right. gives you all the answers you need. Right. In theory, like in I'm theory, saying it pays yeah. your bills. It, mm-hmm. it provides it. But like, I, I don't know. There's just an element of where I, and is everybody this way? I don't know. Just where I don't think I don't so know. because there are some people who really enjoy the routine and the rhythm of life who right. maybe work a nine to five and, yeah, and then come home and do their thing on the weekend. And, and we need those people in the world too. Yeah. Right. But like, why are we wired this way? We're like, comp- and part of it is my competitive brain or this like new thing or, right. so it's finding that balance too, because I used to be even at home, I'd be working, working, working. Mm -hmm. And now I have to like, I've found this balance where I don't work at home anymore. Maybe sometimes here and there answering emails, text messages, reaching out to people, but it's not like I'm drafting emails or working tons of hours on my school or anything at home. So I get to be super present at home. Mm -hmm. But then when I'm at work, I get to just be full on driven at work where I'm not like, how are the kids doing? Are the babysitter okay? Like I just trust that that'll be fine. And then I get to be full driven at work. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's that you get to find that balance of both yeah. and you can be your full driven self. You kind of had talked about like, well, I have kids at home. Well, it's like, well, you can be both. Right. right? And maybe just be more focused on, for me, it helps to be more present at home when I'm home yeah. and then I can be like this other side of Nikki at work Yeah, and the ideas and the changing and the growth and whatever. Right. So the other component of that is there's like traditional, how am I trying to say this? Like as a father, mm-hmm. I feel the the need to just create a safe and secure environment. Yeah. Right. And, and as a, I'm just curious again, tying this into for you as a mom, what that's like to have this on the side. I think it's super awesome, right? But I'm just curious how that's played out for you on a confidence level, stuff like that. But yeah, uh, 
go into that if you can actually definitely for you as a mom what's it like to be more than a mom and moms are awesome right there's oh, nothing taken away from anything mm-hmm. from mom, but i'm just curious what it's like for you to step out and be more than a mom and start the school and do that on like a, a personal confidence level and stuff like that yeah so when i first started my business i think it was much more of an issue in my head of like i'm not supposed to do this i'm okay. supposed to stay at home with my kids but i also was not happy at home with my kids and so i started to realize i've also done a lot of business coaching so like through business coaching it helped me realize you can do both and that is okay Mm -hmm. and what serves your family the most you know and like for me i had to find that balance of i need to be at home with my kids and if i and my intuition tells me too if i work too much if i'm working five days a week i get like stressed out Mm -hmm. and impatient with my kids and i'm tired at home and i'm not present with them but if i work two to three or you know like three-ish days a week I am like a better mom and I have super much fun at work. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was just finding that balance, but I did have to go through a lot of like, is this okay to do this? And working through a lot of hard things, like what do people think of me that I own my own business? And, Mm -hmm. um, it was a struggle there for a little while. And then I just got to the point where I just fully accepted, like, this is who I am. And I know for myself and for my family, I am the best mom that I am mm-hmm. when I'm doing both. Um, Cause then I have that, that business side of me that loves the competitive, figure it out, um, driven side of me that gets to do that. And then the mom part of me, I love being at home now because I, I am there the amount that I love to be there. And uh, most of the time, but then I can like pour all of myself into that side of it as well mm-hmm. and be the best mom there. So that's just what works for me. And I know for everybody, they have their own. I think it's just finding out what that is for you. Right. I think too many times we can caught, get caught up in like, what are people thinking of me? What yeah. does my mom think of me that I work? What does so-and-so think of me? And it's like, well, what works best for you and your family? Right. And if yeah. you're working too much, are you avoiding something at home or are you, you know, what's that balance for you? Yeah. For um, me. Yeah. For me as a, as a father, I have this instinct to metaphorically put meat in the freezer and fill your woodshed, right? Like yeah. that, that's what matters, right? Yeah. Um, which it means like, you know, protect the home, stay at the safe and secure. But then I have this drive where to do this podcast or do things like this, where it's not safe. It's not secure. It's, oh, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it's counterintuitive to the instinct that you have. Yeah. So I struggle with that. And maybe it is like, uh, Hey, you're allowed to be like this because you are the best you when you are in this mo- right. zone. Right. But I struggle with the fact like, why can't I be totally satisfied with just sticking at that for 40 years? I don't know. The- yeah. We're not meant to, maybe our personality types aren't meant to be content at, you know, stay doing X, Y, Z for 40 years. Right. I think it takes all types. Um, yeah. yeah, but I don't think you should have to change who you are, but I just, I guess it's mm-hmm. a, a thing I go through it. And mm-hmm. again, you have these conflicting yeah, things, definitely. the one that's your personality and one that's your, you know, parental instinct. Right. And how you were raised and the way you were raised and not necessarily saying like our parents, they didn't do it wrong, yeah. but just what we saw and what we saw generations above us and what mm-hmm. they did. And I think we're also in a different generation. Like podcasts are fairly new, yeah. right? So like, was your dad going to go and do a podcast? No, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, just to like, think about that, even like, it's okay to be different, right. but it is hard to sometimes like open up those doors and like, nobody's ever done this before me right? and I'm going to open this door and it's going to bring up a lot of internal like, Whoa. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> I've definitely been there a lot of times with a lot of different things. And now the school too, you can almost see written on people's face like okay you had this cute little massage business on the side for a while to add to your income and i don't think people realize how much i pour myself into that Mm -hmm. and then i say i'm opening massage school and they get this like kind of like deer in the headlights look like how are you gonna do that on top of everything else right and i'm like 
it's okay. You can think that. You're allowed to have that reaction mm -hmm. because I know how I'm going to do it. And it might be chaos at times mm -hmm. and it might not. And for Matt and I and our family, it's going, it, it's working out. Right. Um, and I have the support of the other teachers, which is huge. So, yeah. so there's this thing where, I don't know where I've heard this or read this, but like when you change and you're constantly growing and adapting and improving and getting in better shape and opening mm -hmm. massage schools that that doesn't fit what the rest of the world looks at you as like, they look at you as this cookie cutter thing, whatever it is. And when you're stepping outside of that, that makes people uncomfortable. Oh, definitely. Um, because it, it like makes them insecure. Like, why aren't I doing this? Right. Um, or brings up their internal triggers of like, they would like to do it, but maybe they have some blocks that they can't quite figure out how to get there or how to start. Or they have, you know, maybe like I've had people pleasing tendencies in the past and it's really hard to break out of that. So mm -hmm. if you're hearing different voices in your head of like, well, so-and-so would think I'm weird or so-and-so would think this of me, it can be really easy to just stay comfortable right? and not do that. Yeah. Um, so the context I heard it in that I, now I'm thinking about this is somebody saying, Hey, you're making a, a life improving thing. You're starting to work out every day. You're going for runs or you're doing this or you're eating healthy, not eating bread or whatever it is. And that can make other people uncomfortable. But to counteract that is to not, don't be like, Hey, I'm making this life changing thing. And here's what I'm doing. You're just kind of like, ah, I'm just giving it a whirl. See what mm -hmm. happens. Like be more passive about it. But that's more on like a personal level for you on the massage school. I think it's be better to be like, yes, I'm doing this. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah it's kind of been both for me. Like okay. for a long time, I, I just worked on it. Yeah. Didn't really tell a whole lot of people. I'd mention it here and there with like really kind of deep conversations or whatever. And then just started like slowly advertising it. Um, but it hasn't been like, it's been all over the news or yeah. it's even been all over social media for a lot of it. Like I've talked about it and I've had really good conversations about it. And I've also kind of kept it close to my heart in some ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does have to be out there at some point, you know, you have to put it out there, mm -hmm. but yeah that's a natural progression and i do for me like growing and changing and working out like you have to get to a level of acceptance in your own head before you take it out into the world sure right with it has to feel safe within your body before you start taking it out into the world yeah I'm like okay i'm gonna do this and now everybody can see that i'm doing this right like am i okay with this okay yes i'm okay with this now everybody's gonna start looking at me and ask me questions about it yeah i have like i have to be ready for it yeah and there's also something to be said about doing that scared right like doing it and not being ready for it. That's 90% of opening new things. And yeah. Right. And again, we'll keep jumping around, which yeah. is good. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious for you, you said you had some moments where you struggled thinking about, uh, what other people thought of the massage portion of the school. What were those times or can you, can you, like, can it, you more express so what that when was? I was? Yeah. Like opening my own massage business, I think okay. in the earlier days, and maybe because I went through that in the earlier days, the massage school hasn't been as big of a thing for me. Okay. Um, so like in the earlier days of like opening my um, massage practice, I think it was more of like, what are the people, like, I hope people don't think that I think I'm better than people because I have my own business. Yeah. Cause that's not true. Like, I just think this works really good for me. And I don't mm -hmm. want like the at home moms who stay at home to be like, wow, she thinks she's better than all of us mm -hmm. or whatever. Like that's so far from the truth. I just want people to, you know, so I think, I think I kind of worked with that a lot. And then also growing up, my mom was always home and mm -hmm. that she found that to be very important. And I agree it is. Um, so and I think I had that internal of like, how do I break this mold of like, it's okay to work and it's okay to be a mom mm -hmm. and you can do both well. Like it doesn't mean that you're, I don't know, gone from your family all of the time and only working, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a job, there can be a balance of both. So it's just looking at it and saying yes to each of you and how can I balance you out? So everybody is thriving. Right. 
and being more conscious with it instead of just being like, I'm a working mom and I'm gone all the time and I'm not conscious. It's just like being more conscious within both of those places. Yeah. Does that answer your question? For sure. Forrester Research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing. 63% said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer. If you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done, Zeratech Software Development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family-owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at Zeratech today at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. So a lot of what I talk about on this is thinking about obsessions, right? Yeah. Or thinking about passions and, and, and however you want to frame it, right? Um, and we were talking before you got on, you're like, how do you define what your obsession is or your passion? And you're saying being, you know, intentional with health and wellness and stuff like that. But that's something I talk about quite a bit is like living an intentional life. Yes. Like f in every area that you can. And yeah. I struggle in certain areas, right? But every area that you can financially, personally, on your marriage and your hobbies with your kids, like, are you actively thinking about this or are you just letting life pass you by? But mm -hmm. I'm curious for you that like, <clears throat> do you, is that is that like another higher arching theme is like living intentionally a hundred percent it's interesting because i have done like every sort of coaching you can do <clears throat> <laughs> which is like funny and not funny all at the same time because <clears throat> i i want to live intentionally like this so i started with like personal slash business coaching and then i was like postpartum and then went into like i was like yelling at my kids a lot and like yeah. flying off the handle and i like was like what am i doing you right. know and so i knew this um parent coach through my business coaching. So I did coaching with her for a while. Mm -hmm. And now within the last couple of years, Matt and I have done marriage coaching. And I'm like, of course, like, of course I do marriage coaching because what was going to come next after all of that, right? Like, mm -hmm. and so just to like reframe your entire, your brain and so much of it is just like slowing down, being present and being in community or being in relationship with the people you're surrounded with, mm -hmm. you know, just like slowing down and being in relationship. And that's, I mean, so much of life, right? Like, right. do you want to look back at it and just be like, yeah, I was totally disconnected from everybody my entire life, or do I want to be in these moments and enjoying each moment for what it is? Right. And just really savoring those moments. It's just like, yeah, you can't beat it. Yeah, for sure. To me, and again, I think I somewhat frame, I frame a lot of the positive things around how I am because you want to frame your own life in a positive light probably even, right? Yeah. Um, but to me, it's beneficial to do that. But I have found some enjoyment in... To, well, surprise and enjoyment in talking to people and realizing there's a difference. There are people who do not think about any of that. Right. Right. Um, and like I can tip too far where you should just enjoy the thing you're doing versus thinking about how does this affect my life and how does it fit into the big picture or whatever else, right? Just enjoy mm -hmm. the process and trust what you're doing and work yeah. hard and whatever else versus you can get too far down the analytical rabbit hole that that's a potentially a negative thing on a mental health level and definitely right. yeah for a while i was really focused on like <clears throat> goals and growing and what i want to get done this year and personal wise and business wise right mm -hmm. and now i feel like within the last and i this might be like a universal shift of like everybody but now i feel like i've been shifting into this like i'm just letting life flow and yeah. trusting what's going to come up is going to be great and i'm still working on things like the school and building different things but i'm not stressed or like 
is this going to work out? Is this going to work out? I'm just more like trust in trust that it'll work out. Yeah. And there's so much enjoyment and just like leaning back and trusting that it's going to work out exactly how it's meant to be. Even if it's not how you envisioned it on a human level, like just trusting that God's got you and you're going to, it, it'll be perfect. Mm-hmm. And then there's not, I, I guess I feel like I'm not so much in the analytical mind anymore yeah. with that. I still think about goals and I still look at my goals and reassess like quarterly or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not as much of like a, okay, what do I have to do on a week-to-week basis to meet this goal? Right. It's like, however it flows will be great. Yeah. And I think because of that, I just started working out more regularly again and stuff. And it feels easy. Is it because you're leaning into that, just like trust and flow and not being like, okay, I have a regimented thing I need to do every day? Or is it, I don't know. It could be a testament to many things. Yeah. Like your overall health, how you're eating, um, your mental health. Definitely Uh-oh. has to do with how I'm doing internally too. Yeah. You know, like I worked so much on the internal for so many years and I'm like, okay, now I just want to focus on like the exterior, but I can do that because of how my mental health is doing right. or the interior. Um, I've never struggled with like super much anxiety or depression, but just other things that maybe you don't feel quite at ease or mm-hmm. whatnot. Right. So when I was looking at your page mm-hmm. before we hopped on and one of the things that was, well, I guess I got many questions is one of the things that talked about the therapy for the body and mind or something to that effect, right? Mm -hmm. What's the mind portion of that? How do you approach that? Um, Well, I think when you do any therapy, especially massage, like how do I want to explain this? When you're getting worked on, there's some magic that just happens that I think it's a touch thing. There's so much power in touch. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was even a study done a long time ago that they like, and it was unethical, but at the time they had done the study, like babies who are touched thrive, mm-hmm. right? And babies who don't get touched as much, held and comforted and whatever, don't thrive. And they even see that in foster homes and whatnot too. And so there's something to do with touch and especially like a secure, safe, knowing you're kind of just like able to just be mm-hmm. that just completely relaxes your system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like for me, for example, when I get a massage, I'll relax and just go into this like place between like consciousness and unconsciousness mm-hmm. where you're in this like middle zone of like, I know I'm awake, but I am so relaxed. I am so out of it right now. It feels amazing. Hmm. And it's like almost like a complete reset for your mind to just be like for that for an hour or an hour and a half. Like yeah. it's an in-depth meditation right. almost. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost like, I think for guys, especially Finnish guys up here, the sauna is like that for you, yeah. you know? And so just find, like you get in that zone and there's just nothing like it. And then at the same time, maybe you're getting muscles worked out that have been tight. And so your, your body is relaxing. You're, you're probably kicking into parasympathetic system where you're just completely letting your body relax. Yeah. Funny the, uh, my wife and I got, a couple's massage this last fall yeah. for our anniversary or something like that. And, uh, you're talking about being in between those zones. I was in the middle of a massage, like in the same room with her yep. and I'm totally conscious. I'm hearing things, I'm feeling things. And, and at one point somehow for some reason, the massage therapist had to have me get up and like engage with them. I don't remember what it was. I had to get up and do something, but either way I got up and I just so out of it. She was talking to me like, <laughs> I couldn't understand what she was saying. Yeah. And like, it was like, you just woke up, but I was totally awake. But like you said, it must've right. been right in that middle yep. zone. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, that was like the coolest zone. And I, it took me a while to get there. I don't remember <clears throat> feeling that until like many, a few years after. So it's just learning how to relax. Like I, I read a lot about stress. And it, one of the biggest things with stress is learning how to relax. And people are like, I don't know how to do that. And it's like finding your thing that you can get into that zone yeah. of like just deep relaxation, whether yeah. it's meditation or sauna or massage therapy or a combination of the three or, you know, whatever that is for you. I think it's imper- important, especially at these this time and age when we want to just go, 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 go all the time. 
Yeah. Um, and, and actually, honestly, this is that for me partially. Definitely. Honestly, I don't look at my phone. I don't look at my email. Right. That's rare for me. Yeah. You know? And then you can feel like, like your your whole heart is just like, you almost get like this joy feeling up of like, um, like it's overflowing. When mm-hmm. I'm like in complete joy or like after something like that, I just feel like my whole like soul or heart expanding and like, wow, I feel amazing, right. you know? And I think too for moms, this can be really difficult because we're with our, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom and you don't have something maybe that, is important to you like a business or a hobby Mm -hmm. i think a lot of moms can get stuck in just like taking care of their kids all day making dinner putting them to bed all about the kids and it's like okay but can you find something even if it's a massage once a month that just completely resets your system Mm -hmm. or is do you like exercise or whatnot but some people will come in and be like wow i haven't had an hour to myself in so long and i'm like you need that you Mm -hmm. know just to be just to feel great and imagine how much better your mood can be day to day and different things so right right um yeah, it's all good stuff. And you were talking even earlier about the moment you had, right? Um, mm-hmm. For me with this podcast, I had, a, I don't know, a, not a similar moment necessarily, but a, either way, a moment where like yeah. the weekend I was releasing it or like right before I was re- released it, uh, Jordan Peterson, are you familiar with him yeah. at all? He was on Joe Rogan's podcast and he was talking about how that, like I, we were talking about how this is almost therapeutic, but he's saying how that like true, genuine conversation which is absolutely everything I'm going for with this. Like right. I don't script this at all, no, no agenda, no nothing is just unbelievable then that's why it's engaging to listen to for me it's super engaging like if you listen yeah. to an actual conversation it's just unreal if you listen to an interview it's like eh, not into it right unless the content is just that tuned to me otherwise i'm just not into it anyways um but then he he had a word i, don't, I wonder where he came off with this but he said that the burden of temporal mortality lifts in the face of genuine dialogue so like the the angst mm-hmm. of life is just mm-hmm. gone in the, in the in the true genuine conversation. You're not worried about anything else. Definitely. Right? Oh, that's so interesting because so many women love going on ladies' nights, but right. you're talking about genuine things. You're having these heart to hearts, and then yeah. you feel so much better and lifted up after you leave. Right. right. Whether it's coffee or hanging out with your best friends, and maybe that ties back to what I was talking about with these genuine conversations that I have in the massage room. Mm-hmm. Is they're going to be open any more so anyway? Probably you know like they're laying naked in front of a stranger. Obviously right. they're draped and stuff, but like yeah. so they're more vulnerable and probably going to be more open but then we have these super deep conversations and it's just like so filling for me mm-hmm. and it feels so filling for them too of like you really get me right you know and so i can see exactly what you're saying about jordan peterson it's like when you have those moments it's like this is what brings humanity together yeah. like we need these moments of just complete yeah social interaction right and i love the one-to-one because then you know i can be more vulnerable and mm-hmm. like tr- feel like i can trust you versus like trying to have a conversation in a room of a ton of people or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot different for sure. Uh, but th- so then he goes on to talk about how, uh, you were talking about how like my dad wouldn't start a podcast or right. Or, mm-hmm. or even like your personality that does that. He said that it used to be almost a negative thing to be like you picture you're young, like a daydreamer and always interested in a ton of different things, yeah. which is me to a T. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something where I feel like I've always a little bit struggled with being focused and I'd be in the middle of doing something and I, I uh, think about something else, you know, mm-hmm. think about this book I'm reading or this other mm-hmm. idea or whatever else. And then I get some, I break something or whatever. Right. Anyways, he's saying this typically I was always a negative thing because it wasn't rewarded, but in a podcast setting like this, it's super good maybe because you're just so interested in so many different things that that just right. lets you explore all that. That's but amazing. At the same time, he's talking about this bird, this, uh, genuine conversation thing then he's saying that like that was me to a t the daydreamer kid who couldn't focus and right whatever else this is perfect for you to explore all these different curiosities of life right right yeah everybody's different how they tick and whatnot yeah that's really cool 
but yeah so it's been fun to uh explore and, and get into but the for you on the mind side of things mm-hmm. you said that okay it just automatically gets you into that zone but do you focus on anything beyond that beyond just the, the peace and the relaxing and the stuff like that I don't know. And some people can't always relax. Like the, there'll be people like, I could just can't relax. I, if I get onto a massage table, I'm kind of twitchy. And it's almost like, what are you scared to see? Or like, mm-hmm. what's underneath that you really don't want to meet? Or even with anxiety, like if I have anxiety now, I'll kind of just sit with my body and be like, okay, what's there? Like, right. what's going on in my body that is like trying to tell me something? Yeah. Versus being like, I have anxiety. How am I going to help it? How am I going to help it? It's just like just sitting down and relaxing and breathing with it and be like, okay, what does my body need me to know right now? Right. And so, same thing as like, are we comfortable and like, are we comfortable with getting comfortable with ourselves? Yeah. Does that make sense? And like knowing ourselves and being able to relax into that and knowing exactly who we are and just being with mm-hmm. that. Um, and even at, like we've, you were saying, like there's parts of you that like bring up shame or um, you're com- uncomfortable with or kind of is whatever. And But you know that. And right. so you can sit with that versus being like, I'm just going to avoid that because it's too scary. Um, so I think the people who can kind of relax the most can kind of get to that place of like, there are parts of myself that aren't amazing and mm-hmm. I'm okay with that and I can relax into that. And then um, you start to just relax more and more every session and just being with yourself, yeah. your whole self, you know? Right. Do you, so with that, I'm assuming you must have people that have come in and like they're on the extreme end of twitchy, can't relax to stick with it and, and get to the point where they can. Yeah, I've uh, actually, you kind of read my mind because there's been people that, and not even necessarily twitchy, but let's say I'm working on somebody's shoulder and that's where they've been having issues and that's where they've been having pain. And I even, one client that I'm thinking of, like her shoulder would be up in her ear and yeah. she could not relax it no matter how much I like would, because a lot of times I'll just work on something like that very slowly, mm-hmm. do relaxation first, won't go in super fast. And she would just not let go of it. Mm. And finally, and this was like one of my first experiences with something like this, I was like, there's something going on here that I think that is bugging you. Like, mm-hmm. has there been something that's been bugging you internally lately or a trauma maybe that has, is coming up right now in this moment while I'm working on your shoulder? Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell me even just think about it and like, just picture yourself letting that go. Mm-hmm. Um, and she started talking about, it was just, and in this moment it was something that was pretty small. It was like a fight with her, her, um, somebody she lived with or something like that. So it's something that's enough to bother you, but it's not like a huge traumatic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as she started talking about it, her whole shoulder just relaxed. Hmm. And it was just so cool to be like, okay, like the, and that was the moment of like connection between like, for sure, like the emotional body and the, and the physical body as mm-hmm. well, like holding on to emotions and, and different traumas and different things like that. So I've explored that more, but it was just so cool to watch her, like start talking about something that's going on in her life and her body completely relaxed as well. Yeah. Um, so whether like, if you get on the massage table and then you're just thinking about all these things, I'll just let myself kind of like think through them, work through them. And then I relax even more as I start thinking through them versus like trying to just be like, relax, relax, relax. Um, or people talk about this with meditation, right? Like I get into a meditation and I can't relax. I'm thinking about too many other things. And I'm just like, well, just let yourself think through those things. And then eventually they'll all kind of like disappear. And then maybe you'll be able to relax a little bit more. Yeah. Like maybe the beginning of a sauna, you're kind of like thinking about your day. And then as you kind of soak in there, everything starts to just melt away and mm-hmm. relax. Um, so that's been a really cool, um, I guess, combination of seeing that come all together as well. Yeah. And so that ties into, I was talking earlier about how like the, eventually the, um, <clears throat> the act that you're doing becomes secondary to the people connection and the human connection side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering about that. Cause I found like within real estate, 
my most enjoyable, meaningful moments is like when I'm in the middle of a, we're just talking about the house or the square footage or whatever else. And something comes up, my gut tells me something. And usually I'll think about it for a bit. And then I'll eventually like, wait a minute. Like I need to ask this, like yeah. am I pulling at straws or something, but I'm just feeling this thing. And they're like, thank you for asking. Let me tell you about this. And it totally changes the right. entire picture of everything you're doing, the whole process, what you're doing it for. Mm-hmm. You get this bigger why behind it all. The relationship between the client and you is now way different. Um, but I think like trusting your gut and asking that question, I struggle with boundaries. Like I ask, I, I, <laughs> I tell people like, let me know if I'm going too far because I don't know right. where to stop. But right. um, anyways, following your gut and asking that question, even when it feels weird sometimes, like why am I, why do I want to ask that leads to that powerful 100%. thing. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think intuition is so much of where I, as a as a humanity we should focus more on listening to that intuition instead of shutting it down mm-hmm. and maybe like I, th- I think it's funny that you even said like i struggle with boundaries because is it struggle with boundaries or struggle with listening to your intuition sure and maybe it's not like for most people like you might tell them that and like oh you didn't cross a boundary at all right you know and that kind of gave me the chills when you're saying that because i'm like that's exactly what i had to do and it feels uncomfortable but mm-hmm. what i had to do with the energetic emotional side of massage because when i first started out in massage therapy i was like i just touch muscles i just work on the human body and there's nothing energetic here there's no emotional side and then as i've worked it's like that's not true right you know and even in these moments of like asking that girl like is there something you want to tell me is there and you don't know what's going to come up right. you know or like a lot of times it'll come up in your hit in the hips or if i'm working on the glutes too of like you are not letting me in. Is there something that you want to talk about right now? And mm-hmm. they'll start bawling and talking about a relationship with their sister or something that went haywire. And you're just like, wow. And then their whole glute will just like melt. Hmm. And it's like, you're holding all that emotion there, all that tension. And then as soon as somebody's like, Hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Right. It's just like, Phew. yeah. And that's another beauty of the human connection too, of like your intuition is telling you to ask this person. And what if you were to ignore it, you would never get that bonding between them and mm-hmm. that trust with your client versus now you have that trust where somebody else might be like, okay, that's way too crazy. I'm not going to ask this person this question, mm-hmm. not going there. And then you never get that connection. Right. Like it's that. Yeah. It's a really cool part of it. Yeah. It's uh, and again, a lot of this stuff I've been formulated through this podcast and feedback I've gotten, but like Molly Keelan was one of the first people that took commented on one of my posts, but like, wait, what you're going for and what this is all about is that, yeah, connection between humans um, and how powerful that is that like at the end of the day, that's universal. That's what everybody's craving. That's what everybody needs. And actually even tying that back into that Jordan Peterson conversation is that like a lot of people live their lives without having true, genuine conversation. And Mm -hmm. he's like, try that. He was telling Joe Rogan, he's like, try that. He said, you'll be dead inside. Give 30 years of just living with nothing, none of that. Can you imagine? You'll either be dead or you wish you were, you know? Right. Um, and maybe yeah. it's just the, like in this generation too, we can get offended by so many different things or whatever. And it's like, can be hard to start those deep conversations of like, where are you at? Or what are you thinking? Or right. whatever. We all have different beliefs and, or different, um, an array of, you know, on the spectrum of that belief or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then it can be hard to break that ice. And so right. maybe people fear that and this of like, you should believe this, this, and this, and do this and have a job for 40 years. So then we feel a little bit uncomfortable going outside of that, but right. it's so worth it. Right? Yeah. Right. The other thing I found is like, there's huge benefit in like, you might believe things that are outside of what I believe in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that is in any area of life, right. right? We've got different ways of doing things, but 98% of it is the same. We all have the same universal things, right? Right. right. And like focusing on that and realizing that everybody is human. No, I'm not saying you, anybody, right? I'm talking, right? Mm-hmm. But focusing on that and realizing that we're all human. We all need the same things. We're all striving for the same things. We all just want to be connected. We all just want to have 
I don't know. It just, yeah. You realize it's just throw all the right. differences aside, you know? And what you're saying too, and like what I've heard a lot in coaching is we all just want to belong right. and we all want to feel loved. Yeah. And that's all it comes down to even, and maybe that's what we feel when we're, you know, two people having a podcast conversation. It's right. like, we all, we all want these things and how do you get there? Yeah. And what brings you the most joy doing that? Do you want to live out in the boondock somewhere by yourself? Mm-hmm. Great. Well, it, you might need some human conversation, but you're living your best life doing that. And do you want to open a podcast? Great. If you mm-hmm. want to open a wellness center, great. You know, but we can all come together and support each other in that and have that human connection still, mm-hmm. no matter what type of life we live. Right. Right. So I'm curious for you though, through the, um, we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but through the massage school, through your massage, whatever else. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just curious if how you've changed internally through that whole process, but also do you have like down the road future type stuff, like even stuff that's scary to think about or talk about like big vision type things that you're looking into? Yeah. Um, I changed a lot and I think so much of it happen faster because of the business coaching and really looking internally like what are your triggers what are your blocks where do you feel like you're not good enough to do this or worthy to do this or what's coming up and just diving into all those and looking at them and releasing them Mm -hmm. um so that helped a lot to move into different things and hire on different people um open more often actually take steps to do the massage school instead of just writing that off and being like okay that's way too big i'm not Mm -hmm. gonna do that that's way too intense that's crazy i could have done all that right right so i think with the business coaching it really helped me to do that and um i really just i mean i'm competitive internally like Mm -hmm. with myself and and then having that drive to to do that i think really fires that up too um so that's the first part of your question does that answer that and then going forward um a few different things i've talked about this but it's still scary um i would love to open a big wellness studio in calumet Hmm. at some point um so that's like having i love the idea of having tons of practitioners in one space right um so like right now i have a chiropractor in my space with me and the ability to just be like hey i would totally recommend a chiropractor for you and there's one in this space go check what a schedule is right and then just do back-to-back appointments that's yeah. so awesome people don't want to leave my office and go to a different appointment mm-hmm. it's so easy to just come in get all your things done and leave um so i'd love to have like chiropractor acupuncturist massage therapy um i do self-care products right now but expanding that um and just having that all in one location and then having the massage school on the second floor mm-hmm. and just offering that all there and then um i wouldn't do this myself but so many moms up here want a gym with child care that's like it's i think it's in north dakota that's an option mm-hmm. different areas it's an option and talking about that so many people just get fired up like if i could just have a gym with a daycare even if it's like tuesdays and thursdays we have daycare hours from 10 to 11 a.m mm-hmm. and you could just drop your kids off like that's like a dream for moms hmm. and so i would love to have that and just have a gym there that i don't run but somebody else runs and they just rent that space off me or whatever and even if i set it up via the loan i get or what have you and then just have that there and then have classes in there like if karina wanted to come and do classes mm-hmm. or have daycare hours where moms could go work out have a sauna and a locker room and then just have another um big open space for like yoga classes and that kind of thing too right so kind of like this ex- expen- ex- exponential dream of the space i have now yeah um what is that it's potentially come from the competitiveness within yourself. Right. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. like you talked about more of like a serving a community and like something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Is that what that is? Or? Yeah. It feels like it. Like it feels like 
you know, on, and it, maybe this is like a, I don't know what level this is on, but I want to help as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the massage school comes from too, is like, I can only touch so many people with my own two hands. Mm-hmm. How can I serve this world and this community and expound on that? Right. Um, and I wanted to be able to train people from the beginning. Um, and so they have that whole um, influence mindset from the beginning. But yeah, I think it's more of just like serving the community and, and then also what do I want as a mom? Yeah. I want everything in one spot. Right. I want all my people there. I can go in, do three different appointments, leave an hour later mm-hmm. and not have to go anywhere else. Right. Grab my stuff that I need at home out the door. As I like my vitamins and whatever, grab those as I leave out the door. Done. Right. Yeah. Go home. Instead of having been like, okay, I went to one appointment. I've got to get in my car again. Next appointment. And that also takes a little bit of like the relaxation out of it. Right. Like. People can kind of stay in their Zen state as they go between appointments or if they want to stay for a while and relax or whatever, mm-hmm. just have it be this place where it's all there. Right. So, and I, we talked about Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. a couple of times already mm-hmm. and I probably talk about him too much, but have That's you read right. his book, 12 rules for life? I probably read half of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, at one point he talks in there, I just finished it three days ago and I really enjoyed it. But at one point he talks about at the end of it, did you, so you made it halfway? Yeah. Okay. So at the end of it, he ha- his friend has a pen that has a light on the end of it. Okay. And he, he says, uh, if somehow he frames that into like, wow, that's powerful. Uh, metaphorically, a pen with a light, like, let me see what I can, what comes out of me mm-hmm. as I write with this pen with light. And he wrote, asked himself a ton of hard questions. Like, what should I be doing with my life? How should I look at my son? How should I look at my daughter? Anyways, one of the things he came up with is what should I be doing with my life is do the greatest amount of good in the shortest amount of time. Um, so for me, I'm thinking about that with you, like you having the school, having that community is you doing the greatest amount of good that you can possibly do. Absolutely. Right. It gives me the chills because that's just it, right? Like what can I do with the, the skills or the purpose that God gave me, the passion that's within me. Yeah, Yeah. That's it. And I don't have to do it all myself. You're right. Like I have all these people I can put in place and like, I built this and now you guys can help me run it mm-hmm. and I get to manage and lead it, but I'm not burnt out and completely, yeah, just completely burnt out doing it all myself because mm-hmm. that's not okay either. Right. So I'm going to tell you about a kind of a far-fetched idea that I have sure. and which relates to yours. And I'm curious if you can find some correlation there, but so I've got this thing where I never looked at myself as creative in my life. Uh, but we were talking to your aunt Brita and she was saying, maybe this is creative. And she's talking about how, about how artists have a desire and a need to share their stuff with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I have that with this. I don't know. Anyways, the creative side of me is there for right. sure. Right. I, I, I like thinking about the thought of writing, even mm-hmm. doing this videos, whatever else. Um, and I, I love to open up a space, like a shared space that has podcast studios that has offices, shared desks, whatever else for, and it's strictly for people who are creators like creating podcasts, creating content, whatever else, writers, anything, something in that world where you all get together and you can all learn from each other, grow from each other. Um, like again, you'd have photographers, videographers, podcasters, writers, anything, Mm -hmm. anything who people who create have this, all this one shared space because you just bring all that same energy into the same room. You're going to help each other. You're going to lift each other up. Um, also I need photos for my project. You need this for your project. Let's help each other out. Um, versus like there, even for me with this, I have a lot of things holding me back from taking it to the next level on a technical thing. Like I don't know videography. I don't know this. I don't know how to do this. Right. In my current time frame, I don't have the ability to add on to that. Whereas mm-hmm. if we had this shared space and I have people that know how to do that, 
like I can help you with things that I know, sales and market, whatever, whatever it might be. Right. You can help me and we can all learn from each other and grow from each other or just have a space to hang out and do it. And if you're intentionally going to that space to create, mm-hmm. you're going to be intentional and actually do it. Right. Right. And I think that's, yeah, that's amazing. And same thing with what, what you're saying, the similarities with the wellness studios. Mm-hmm. And I have an acupuncturist there and like, Hey, I have this thing. Do you have any ideas for it? Or do you have right. any recommendations or like the chiropractor or whatever it ends up being? And we can share those ideas or even just having six brains on some, some like a hard case to be like, okay, what could help this person? Mm. Or, oh, I heard about this, this, and this thing. Have you tried that? No, good idea. Great, let's do it. Right. Um, kind of same thing with you, just helping each other out and and getting the greatest effect that we can. Yeah. Um, and then everybody wins, right? right. And it's, I think we're coming into a lot more community like that too, yeah. which is really cool. So for, and then to tie into that, even yeah. thinking about this, like this podcast has been unbelievable mm-hmm. by by a long shot, the most rewarding thing I've ever done Wow! from a, like on a outside of family and whatever else, right. but I'm talking like in, in, in a professional world or whatever else, 20 times over the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Like I want other people to experience that. Yeah. Um, so I would love to, because I can, can collaborate with those people and learn from them and grow with them is help other people start their own podcasts yeah. that can, I mean, for some of it's just the, the, somebody having confidence in you saying you can do this. Some of it's the technical, like I know the back end, the music licensing, the editing, the hardware, the software, whatever else, where it'd be so fun to let somebody else experience that. Because I know I'm not the only one that has the draw to do what this is. Right. Right. And we even talked about how I have that draw. Right. And immediately when I came into the studio, I was like, I wonder if I could rent space here. Right. Like because this, all the equipment is already here. Mm-hmm. That's 90% of it for me. It's right. like, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) Like, yeah, I could just get a little tiny microphone that hooks up to my computer, but then how do I edit it? How do I do anything? Um, And right now, I don't feel like it's the time to start right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. I need to get the school off the ground and whatever else. But if you had a space like that where you had shared rooms and a recording studio and different things, how easy, right? How easy would it be to just, I can start that and it's doable. Right. And and two, I think there is an element where many ways of looking at life and one of it, I forget how you look at it. It's like a minimalist mentality versus a, a endless what's a, there's an opportunity a, or no, no, like in real estate, you could say I'm an agent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you could look at it as there's only X amount of pie and I need to get my share. Yeah. Or you can look at it as there's limitless amount of pie and let me and help others get their share and I'll get my share in return. Is it like competitive versus community mindset? Uh, that, but there's of? a, there's a different word for it, but either okay. way, that whole attitude is like, I think that's the approach. Like the more you give and the more you put out in the world, the more you help people, you'll just have a more fulfilling life. Right. Definitely. Yeah. That's exactly it. Like, I don't want to keep anything from anybody. It's like, let's share it all. Let's help as many people as we can with what I teach you. Like let's do it all. Mm -hmm. You know? So I I talked to somebody else about the podcast idea Yeah. and they were saying like, yeah, you could have a brand and have people under you and you can make income off of them. And I'm like, I don't even, I don't care about the income. Like maybe sure pay for the space maybe, but like, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this at all to like, Mm-hmm. have my, your brand under my brand and right. get your, like, I want you to have your thing. Like you do whatever you want, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. I just, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's at all about money or anything. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting because I started my business from a place of lack, if you will, of like needing money. Okay. And that was like the forefront of my brain. Like I need to buy formula for my babies. I need to support my family. We mm-hmm. had just moved up here and I was just, we were flat ass broke Mm -hmm. excuse my language and just like negative like we would get paid and then we'd be negative our bank account by like the next wednesday right like that is humbling and i would go to work like i have zero dollars my baby is out of formula i need 60 bucks to go buy formula and that was my drive from the in the beginning and then at some point it shifted where i felt like i was getting to the point of like 
I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. And then I got to a point where I'm like, no, that's actually not my goal anymore. Mm -hmm. Like my goal now, like you're saying is to serve people. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful to be in the financial spot that we're in now through that hard work of what drove me in the beginning. But then it gets to shift into like, okay, maybe that would give somebody else that too, the opportunity to make some money for their family to feel a little bit more stable, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. And we might be able to help people in pain as well, or, you know, um, add value to their life in some other way as well. Right. Yeah. The people that you're with the mm-hmm. community as well as do that, all their clients. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for, so yeah. for me, the same thing, any, it's not really about the money anymore. It's more about how can we serve people in the most convenient way and the most efficient way. Right. Um, in a way that we're going to just have all of their people at, you know, right here, here's somebody for you. And mm-hmm. th- another reason with the wellness studio is like, people might not know how great acupuncture is until I'm like, hey, acupuncture is really great for this. There's somebody right on the hall. Why don't you go see if you can get on their schedule? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they try it and they're like, wow, that's amazing. Or chiropractic care, or whatever the thing is. Um, it, it's a lot easier to share that when we're all together instead of having to make a separate appointment and drive to some random place. Doing new things the first time is always hard, even if it is a new practitioner or right. whatever. Um, so that's part of it too. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's another element of it where like you create, there's a part of me that like, if I had this creative studio thing mm-hmm. where I really only want to have people who are taking it very seriously. Right. Right. Cause you could have kind of a, like an overall, like a scene, a theme, a brand, whatever else, where it's like, if somebody's part of this, mm-hmm. they're putting out serious professional stuff or just like you, right. Mm-hmm. If somebody's part of this community, it's, it's putting out serious, good quality, high professional stuff that um yeah it just creates its own thing definitely right? yeah because then that, that whole energy like people are attracted to that like right. i can see you're serious about this and so many clients have told me even like i can see you love this and you're passionate about this i'm yeah. like absolutely i would not be doing massage if i didn't love it right but people can feel that so then they're almost drawn to that too mm-hmm. like same thing with like what you're saying with the studio and stuff is like people would be able to feel that right. energy of like wow they really love this they're really into this I want to support that. Right. So Yeah, it's in everything. Mm-hmm. Everything you do, you can feel your gut. You're talking about intuition earlier. Your mm-hmm. gut will tell you when that salesperson is just trying to sell you. Oh, like yeah. I'm in sales. That's my whole world, right? Right. Uh, that when that salesperson is just trying to tell you instantly, like, yeah, this guy's not looking out for me. Right. But when that person is just a pro- true top-notch professional, you're like, hey, can I help you? Mm-hmm. If I can't, oh, no problem. Right. right. I'll refer you on. Yeah. Right. If I can and we've got what, something that fits, like just a way different thing that, I don't know, it's just something about it where if you have that outlook in life, like in a podcast, I think you can feel when somebody's doing a podcast to market their service mm-hmm. or product or whatever mm-hmm. else. And it's, anyways, so if you're approaching it with the right mindset, it's just people feel that instantly. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, love that. And that's what I, I get passionate about people finding their thing too, for that yeah. reason. Right. Because then when you're doing what you're passionate about, people feel that. And then they're like, Hey, sign me up. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you had talked to, we had hinted a couple of times about your own podcast right mm-hmm. and you said you would it would be more like on the health and wellness side of things than anything yeah yeah okay. i love learning um i think it was before we started this potentially but i love learning about different natural therapies um even just living in a like in a natural non-toxic way of life because you feel so good mm-hmm. like i don't think a lot of people and you probably know this too because of like you train for hunting and mm-hmm. different things um I don't think a lot of people know how good you can feel like as a human being. And that's empowering. Like when you do things and of course drugs are necessary in certain cases and the hospitals are necessary in certain cases. Um, I think we can do both together. We can have an amazing natural world and we can have our medical system too. But 
not overutilizing pain meds or different things. Right. But when we're clear-minded and we're empowered, like what we can do with that is incredible. Um, if we're working out and we're, you know, we, we're eating well and we're drinking enough water and some of those types of things, self-care. Um, but even it comes down to like natural birth. Mm-hmm. Like that's a good one for me to go back to because like so many people opt to have the medicine and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And when like natural birth is incredible Mm -hmm. like when you go through that yes it's hard but when you come through it and you're on top of it you're like that was the most amazing thing in the world Mm. um and i think you could see that with people who maybe like run marathons Mm -hmm. it's incredibly hard to train and whatever but then you get get done and you do it and you're like i can do anything now right i did that like i can do whatever i want to do and so just like seeing people live from that place of like empowerment and just clear-minded healthy lifestyle is so cool um and just seeing people even just from like a smaller standpoint of watching people go through like having so much pain they can hardly walk when they come into my office to then through a natural therapy of like working on muscles and that's it leaving and they can walk again or they don't have nearly as much pain it's like that's incredible right and that's just from working on muscles you know like what else can we do um and i think people like i would love to just interview people on like what is it that worked for you or what helped you with your pain or what did you do to get to xyz point and um there's so many options and i think people get overwhelmed and like oh i have to be doing drinking water every morning i have to be exercising i have to be taking my vitamins i have to be doing this 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 and it's like no stop hold up let's just choose one thing that works right now and mm-hmm. then build on that or like you chose massage therapy and that worked for you. Somebody else might choose acupuncture and that might work for them. Somebody else might choose exercise and stretching and that might work for them. Like we can choose different things and we don't have to do it all. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of gets like, I don't think people talk about that enough. I think it's like try to do it all. Right? right. And I think we can build on that and add more healthy habits into our life. But like if something works for you, great. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to trusting your intuition, like trust your intuition and where you're led to what will work for you. Yeah. Is it ditching toxic, like for me, like ditching um, toxic products in my house, decrease the amount of headaches I was having. Yeah. Great. That worked for me, right? Essential oils work for me, different things. Um, but just choosing one thing to start that works for you and then building on that and being like, here's like my podcast essentially, I think would be like, here's all of a bunch of options you could try. Mm-hmm. Choose one, see if it works. Right. So. Do you, so I'm just curious again, because I, I don't really have somebody that I can talk to that does a podcast and know what they think or what they go through, but I'm curious for you for starting it or if you did it, would it also be the enjoyment of just the conversation and the connection and that side of things too? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I think just people, I, I think people hearing those conversations and like the enjoyment that like, oh, that's even a possibility. Right. Right. Um, and how passionate you can get with that. But yeah, definitely the connection is a huge part of it. Yeah. I always think about like knowing people who are like me in the community or like, I always want to take like the chiropractor out for lunch, yeah. but I don't ever make the time to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think like from your standpoint too, is you would make the time then to like interview them on a podcast right. and you'd have this conversation that you might not ever have otherwise. Yeah. Right. There's something about this podcast I was talking about before we got on, honestly, yeah. that I have all, I had all these conversations that are just 100% genuine. There's everything's real about it, mm-hmm. but in real life, I guess it doesn't even make sense, but what just whenever happen? Outside you have a podcast mm-hmm. you're like hey let's sit down let's have a chat and you sit down i don't know it's just it's a, it's a time. weird thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah would just never happen without a podcast right yeah yeah so that same feel too it I, w- I would get to know some of the other health professionals in our community yeah. and know what their stories are and how they got there and so many people too as i'm sure you've seen as like they got to where they are because of a struggle that happened to them previously so they started this Mm-hmm. profession or career or obsession because of something that was a struggle to start right 
Right. My, uh, my favorite thing, well, outside of actually doing the podcast by far, my favorite thing that's come out of it is hearing from a lot of people that say through it, it makes them examine their own life and like, wait, what do I care about? What am I passionate about? And then, or even realizing like, holy crap, I've been passionate about this forever, but I've never like put time into this or thought about this or whatever else. And just realizing, I don't know, just hearing that to me is just unbelievable to hear that somebody has through this and maybe it's just wanting to feel important or whatever else. But either way, through the process, feeling that Mm -hmm. it's helping people gain purpose, maybe, I don't know. And self-reflect, right? Even just like go in and be like, okay, yeah, what am I passionate about? Yeah. And I even told you when I started, like when I walked in, I was like, I'm passionate about a lot of things, but I don't know if there's any, like, sometimes you feel so insignificant as like one human being and seeing all these other cool podcasts come out. And it's like, no, but you have your own thing that you're Mm -hmm. passionate about. Um, And that's perfect. Yeah. I'm going to throw, unless you have, you have anything else you want to cover? Is there something I didn't ask that I should have asked? Um, not, I don't think so. There's one thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I think it kind of ties into all this, but we both went to high school together, yeah. grew up super close together. Um, and I've been thinking about Mr. Willis a lot lately, really? <laughs> which is hilarious because, <laughs> and I was just talking about this with a client too, is, um, he, what did he always say? Life is choices. Life is choices, yeah. I think about that all the time. Yeah. Like, right? Like, and I think it ties into all this. Like, life is choices. Like, do you want to do what you're doing right now? Or would you wish to open a podcast? Like, why not? Life right. is choices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, it was so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and now I think about it all the time, but it's just so true. It's like, life is choices. Do yeah. you want to do that? Go go for it, you know? Right. What does it matter? So we just had our 10-year year reunion that you helped put on, right? And we yeah. were there. I was looking at the yearbook, and I'd seen a picture of me. Like, oh, there you go. Anyways, the, I'd ask the question, is, who's your favorite teacher? And I put Mr. Willis. Oh, he always has the best <laughs> jokes. <Yeah. laughs> oh, funny. Yeah. But I'm going to throw a loaded question at you that you probably can't answer perfectly. This is what I'm curious about is how do you approach, and I think you kind of already answered it, but how do you approach like every piece of information out there from a health, a wellness, a diet, an exercise, every single piece of awesome information, there's a counteracting information that says the exact opposite. Maybe not to that extreme, but either way, there's like 100 different trains of thoughts. There's mm-hmm. this, that, there's, I mean, how do you even keep it all straight? But is that what it is? Just follow your gut, like you said, or what do you? Yeah, I just trust my intuition as like, does this feel right to me or not, okay. right? And then look into more, I mean, I try to get different points of view, but also I think I test it in my own intuition or yeah with my own self and like does this feel true to me um and there's and then you start following people i follow a lot of people on instagram for example that i just trust and because i know they've done the research Mm -hmm. so once i follow them and i see they've done the research and they have dug into this times a million Mm -hmm. i'm like okay i trust what they're saying because they have spent their life focused on this and i would want somebody to trust me where my profession is at i don't need to do all the research i don't need to do all the digging i can trust some of these select people that i follow Mm -hmm. and are they doing that for money like we were talking about earlier or are they doing it from a place of just serving the community and being like hey guys you might not have ever heard of this but most of us need magnesium to feel great right like most of our most of us are deficient and it's like wow I'm going to try that. Wow. It makes me feel great. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try recommending to clients. Wow. They have way less muscle cramping. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and just before I recommend anything like digging into a little bit more, I'm not a huge, huge, huge researcher. So mostly I just trust my intuition. I trust what I'm seeing. And it's like, if I trust that person I'm following mm-hmm. or where I'm getting that information from. And I read a lot. I read tons. I start a lot of business books too, but tons of health books. Yeah. So then those all have tons. Like if you did care to research, if that's your personality, 
they all have all of their stuff um, cited in the back of those books and right. just where it came from and the research they've done and how much time they've put into it. And it's just incredible. Yeah. Um, so just pulling from those professionals that I trust, I think is a huge part of it. Yeah. And then trusting my gut with it. Okay. Is it also sustainability? Cause like you could draw the extreme and I should eat nothing but whole foods. I should run seven miles a day, right? Or whatever. I mean, you can go to oh, the extreme end, yeah. but it's like, I'm never going to live to that extreme. So I need to find some balance of yeah, it's total yeah. balance. And then it's like, what is going to make me happy? And where am I feeling like I'm thriving? And I'm not just obsessed, like obsessing to the point of like, where it's not healthy anymore mm -hmm. on this. And I'm a little bit less obsessive when it comes to like food and exercise. I've Those are parts of my life that I've like struggled to be super committed to. Mm -hmm. And now I'm trying a different approach and it's been working better. But I also don't want to get to the point where I'm like overly... I think there's there's has to be like just eating something for the pure enjoyment of it too mm -hmm. because it's enjoyable for right? sure and i love to bake so then it's just like it's just that play the back and forth of like i'm gonna do what i feel like is serving my body best right now and i might really want to enjoy the cinnamon roll and that's going to serve me because i'm really enjoying it right now right and it's not going to kill me yeah. like we have to have some we have to have some play and some balance in life too we can't take it so strictly right um i think otherwise you just take the enjoyment out of it for sure yeah or you, you, yeah, right. Exactly. You live a perfect life. You eat nothing but carrots and tomatoes, but you die at 60 from stress. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it has to be mental and, and fun and enjoyable. Um, and I, I, um, am somebody who I, it took me a while to like figure out sarcasm okay. and I took things so literally yeah. like for a very long time and working in like the service industry helped a lot. I worked in pharmacy and I have all sorts of people come into pharmacy. Right. And mm -hmm. you couldn't tell if they're joking or not. They're like, I had to learn sarcasm, huh. which sounds really funny, but other things would just fly over my head and be like, okay, like I'd have to like read their facial expressions. Like, are they serious? Yeah. Are they joking? Do I laugh right now? Or do I take them very seriously? And yeah. even now Matt will tell me jokes and I'll be like, that's not funny. And he's yeah. like, Nikki, it's a joke. Right. And I'm like, okay, like yeah. recalibrate my brain. I just, I take things so literally. So I have to make sure that I'm like also have, or takes life so seriously too. Like I have to make sure I'm having fun and, and I've gotten better at that, but I used to take it too seriously. Yeah. And then it's like, no, just relax, have some fun. Right. I joke that I'm the massage therapist and my husband taught me how to relax. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have sorry. our things, right? Right, right. But no, this was fun. Thank yeah, you. super fun. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Hey guys, thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have and you feel so inclined, share this podcast with your friends, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and give us some feedback with a review. Until next time, thank you.